Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey everyone, Joe Zuccarello here, host of the Hey Joe podcast. This is a podcast where you get to eavesdrop in on a conversation between myself and a pet industry expert. Uh, most of these experts are found as a result of receiving questions from our Hey Joe listener audience. And the best way for you to put your question in for a topic for future consideration on a podcast is to simply email us at heyjoequestions at paragonpetschool.com. So if you are like most professional groomers out there, you can work magic on mats. You can sculpt and create art with your scissors and clippers. But when it comes to creating marketing or advertising materials for your business, forget about it. In fact, many of you don't even or may not even give much thought to your brand, quote unquote brand, or growing your own business through marketing. While some of you do come to us from the corporate world and the concept is very familiar to you, you still might come up short on the gifts or skills necessary to design your own marketing or branding pieces, even something down to just your logo. Well, today we're talking with Monica Savayos. She is a branding and design expert, and she's the owner of Sniff Design. Yes, Sniff is in dog, no sniff. So Sniff Design, you can uh, check out her website at sniffdesign.com. So one of the really cool things about talking with Monica is that she caters specifically to the pet industry. So she understands what it is that you do every day. So it could possibly, if you're interested in this type of, of uh, work for your business, could possibly remove or reduce the learning curve uh, since she specializes in our industry. So go to, uh, you can always go to paragonpetschool.com to learn more about Monica and to download some really cool stuff that Monica is making available to you. So simply go to paragonpetschool.com and don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. So Monica and I are going to be talking about kind of her expertise in the branding and design world and how both of these efforts might be attractive to you and how they may impact your business. So hang on tight, be prepared. Monica is one of the most creative people I know, and she is totally dialed in to our industry. So without further ado, here we go. Hey, Monica, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Hey Joe podcast. I know that your this topic is going to be of particular great interest to our listeners because, as I mentioned in in the intro, uh, just because somebody is a great artist when it comes to making fur fly, right? Uh, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, that they naturally have a talent for creativity when it comes to branding and design and marketing. And heck, maybe that maybe those thoughts never even entered their mind, um, but. You know, as we as we look at the at the the grooming industry or even the pet services industry in more of a broad scope, Monica, uh, there is definitely a a need for increased professionalism 
and 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 really and 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 that helps drive respect to the industry. So many of of our listener audience might be doing this very well out there, while others want to improve, but maybe they just don't know how, or maybe they just don't have the confidence uh, to think that they actually can. And what I mean by this is not necessarily doing the design work or the creative work, but having a brand in general. So during this uh, particular episode, uh, we're going to talk, uh, Monica, you're going you're gonna to share, I know, some really, really great information uh, about what is branding and what is marketing and what is graphic design and aren't all of those the same? Maybe, maybe not. So, but that's why you're here, right? So you're going to talk to them and, 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 uh, and you're going to make sure that they know. But before we dive right, before we dive in, Monica, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what's going on at Sniff Design right now. Yeah, so I started Sniff Design several years ago with the intention to create branding and design for pet businesses that would help level them up. At the time, no one was really doing it. It was something that was um, kind of new to the industry, if you will. And I just love animals. I really uh, vibe with fellow pet panures and people within this industry because really it's about our love of animals. And uh, that formulated the tagline for Sniff Design Studio, and it's helping to put your love of animals to work. And it was started because I was unsuccessful at getting hired at a design agency. <laughs> and so, okay, I, all right, uh, there's some humility, right? We teach humility on a lot of my podcasts. That's okay to start. It's okay to say that. <laughs> yeah. So it, it hit me. Well, I think I'm just going to have to forge my own career, and uh, I, I see a need here, and I spent a year researching it. So that's how that all came about. That's great. So Sniff Design, it, what's interesting about Sniff Design is when you and I first, uh, quote unquote, met each other, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I always do for all of my podcast guests is to learn a little bit more about who you are and what you do. And your portfolio, I've got to say, is quite awesome. You know what I like about it is it's not, it's not distant. It's not too lofty. It's not too outside of scope. And what I really like about that is that it's, it's very obvious that if, if any of the Hey Joe listener audience members out there have ever thought about, okay, I want a new logo. I want a brand. I want even, even something like brand colors, which we're going to talk about in another episode. But you know, if, if, if they have ever had a desire to do that, it's, it's a little extra daunting um, knowing that they have to maybe teach somebody uh, our industry before they can before they can actually start getting some quality work done. And quite frankly, that costs money, right? So mm -hmm. all of that costs money and not all of our pet professionals out there have a lot of extra dough hanging around and they work really, right. really hard for their money. Your, your services, because you specifically cater to the pet industry, that learning curve is not an additional expense to our listener audience out there. Indeed, yeah. So our gamut is um, all industry professionals and um, national and international as well. So, it, you know, it not only are going to be Sniff Design will understand the, you know, your business, we're going to understand like what it takes to help run their businesses because there's different, you know, um, items or rather businesses within the industry itself. You've got grooming, you've got sitters and other great um, people. And so, we know and love and understand the industry. We're constantly researching. We're reading up on it. The who, what, when, where, why, and how is 24-7 with Sniff Design. So we know it. 
Well, and something something to make a point of is that uh, Monica is uh, 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 to all of you, hey Joe, listener audience out there, uh, members out there. Uh, Monica's agreed to do a couple of podcasts with us, so her information uh, is is not only really really dynamic and awesome, but it requires at least two episodes of a Hey Joe podcast. So uh, we're going to dive into episode one, which centers around uh, kind of the basics, right? So to help to help the audience understand branding and design and uh, you know, what's really great, again, uh, to the listener audience, Monica gets you. She knows who you are. She knows exactly what you're doing every day. Um, so uh, she's going to be able to relate this to you. So when I think of branding and design, uh, you know, what impact uh, and significance does it have on a, on a pet provider's or pet service provider's business? Now, one very first thing, Monica, is I got to believe, uh, and I'm going to let you have the floor here, but I got to at least get a word in edgewise because I know you like to just take it and run with it, right? So uh, I do know that when you talk about branding and marketing, it can be intimidating. And it can be intimidating because we don't know what we're doing in that regard. We don't know how much to spend. And sometimes we're afraid that it can be expensive. But you have told me and you're going to tell our audience that you can have a brand and you should have a brand, right? And you can have design and marketing and you should have both of those. But the big thing is, anybody can afford this and you've got solutions all the way around. So let's start off. Monica, what is branding and why is it so important? So branding, simply put, is the business's message expressed through visual communication. So in other words, it refers to elements that define the ethos and the tone of your company. So think of things like logo design, marketing materials, your website, social media design now because that's on the rise so that's essentially what branding really is some can get more deep and philosophical if you want to do a deep dive but for the most part it's essentially your business expressed through visual means so what we take in that we see which when you're talking about our industry right professional pet groomers and boarding facilities and daycares and we have a very visual consuming customer base, right? So Fair. let's say grooming, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's exactly what groomers do. They make the dog visually and of course more, you know, physically and comfortable and everything, but visually more appealing. Um, so I can, I can totally, I can totally understand how maybe the brand is that visual satisfier. Yeah. So to start, there are four visual components that you can think of when it comes to branding. So that is the logo and next would be your colors and then next would be typography and then iconography which is something you can add and it's not a must but it's something i usually recommend and as far as colors that's i think one of the most fun parts of your branding that you can play around with and um, if you ever need to look for color inspiration you can go to a place called color lovers c-o-l-o-r-l-o-v-e-r-s.com it's a huge uh, place to find different color palettes and ideas. And I know color is going to play a real big topic in our next episode of our podcast. So uh, that's a great way to maybe prime the pump, if you would, for the audience to go out there and look at that and then be prepared to learn even more about colors on the next episode. So tell me, uh, you know, I, typography, I get that's probably the, the type of font. Right. I, I, again, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a graphic. I know enough. <laughs> I know enough information to maybe be dangerous. But what is what is iconography? Is that what you called it? 
Yeah. So iconography would be like little um, like visual references to your brand. So think of like, um, like, like symbols, different symbols that okay. can be utilized and that can correspond with your brand. So like a little, um, like Nike, for example, um, just their swoosh mark is a symbol in of itself and they can take that and, you know, use that for iconography. So basically it's like little, think of just symbols. It's Got like, it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, no, it makes total sense. I think the Nike example is, is, a, is a perfect example because that's something we all know. Now Nike spends a gazillion dollars making sure we know yeah. what that means. Yeah, uh, they do. <laughs> but in our own little worlds, right? Um, you right. know, so if you were going to say, uh, uh, kind of putting on a spot here, but do you think any one of those are is more important than the other? I think the logo is for the most part because it's the most versatile and it's something that you can use to readily and easily advertise yourself. And so the premise would be, you know, sell without selling. And that of course helps to build and continue your brand recognition. Sure. Okay. So, so those are kind of the what's right. What is branding? Um, if, if we talk about branding from a why perspective, why do I want a brand? Why is it important to me? What, what, you know, some people are out there saying, listen, I might have, <laughs> I have two weeks of a waiting list. <laughs> you know, why is branding still important to me? Uh, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you've been asked that. Yeah. So there are three very distinct ways it is. And these are something I think most people don't hear about or don't realize when it comes to their own business. So first is passion because it showcases your passion for the business. It shows how serious you are and your love of it. If you're willing to put time, energy, and effort, or, uh, effort and money into the training, to the certification, to um, keeping a nice place, to your products, that is gonna be seen through your branding too. So that's the passion, that's your love of it. Two is the purpose, and it showcases your purpose and place within this industry. So your business is not only important, it's simply needed. And I think branding helps to solidify your purpose within this industry and your place. Third is influence. It gives you a way to, um, to showcase your work, to showcase who you are, to showcase your personality, and then how you affect your audience with it. Is this something that's compelling? Does it draw them to you? Does it want them make them engage with you? Does it remind them of who you are? And I think it's very powerful. I think out of the three, the most powerful is the influence. And um, you're likely to keep their intention even more. And um, that turns into being able to sell them your services or make a purchase from you if you are um, somebody who is dealing with products of sort. So, so it's, when uh, you talk when you talk about why, uh, it, to me, it's just it's one of my most favorite topics to talk about. And uh, I, you know, I've often said in the past, keep the main thing the main thing. Not my original thing, but just something to kind of live by. I picked it up along the way somewhere. But keeping the main thing the main thing. And okay, well, what is the main thing? Well, the main thing is why do we do what we do? So right. uh, there's there's a, a business coach. Uh, you can search for him on YouTube. You can find him anywhere. You know, he writes great books. But one of my favorite business coaches is Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K, Simon Sinek. And he, he, he's pretty much turned the business world upside down and said, listen, we're focusing on things from the wrong direction. We're focusing more on the what. Like, what do we do? 
what products do we sell? What, what, what? When really we should be looking at why should the customer buy from you? Why should the customer bring their pet into you for grooming? Why, why, why? And so what you're doing is you're saying, listen, these three things is passion, purpose, and influence. Those are emotional transactions all day long if I've ever seen it, right? So this gives the, this kind of hits people. I've said it before. We are in a high touch industry. We're not in a high tech industry. We're in a high touch industry, which means there's a lot of transactions that happen emotionally. So uh, before they even ever happen financially, especially since we are entrusted to take care of people's furry family members, right? Not Uncle Bob, who could also be, I guess, a furry family member, but <laughs> the four-legged version. <laughs> um, no, it's it's true. I, I take my little girl to a groomer who had um, good branding, and that really stood out to me. And to me, that said, well, if she's willing to take her branding serious enough, I know she's going to do really good with my little baby. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, branding, you know, it's not, I think some people think maybe some of my, Hey, Joe, listen, our audience out there right now is thinking, okay, well, branding, that's the sign I have on my building or on my front door or, uh, 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 you know, branding might be, uh, the picture I have on my, on my business card that I hand out or, 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 or maybe I do have kind of a loosely thrown together website, but at least I have a website, right? Which is, I guess, yeah. Okay. I'm giving that it's half the battle, but branding and image and everything else, it starts in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe you see it the same way or different. It starts when somebody first puts eyes on you or an extension of you. So pulling into your parking lot, that's branding. Uh, uh, sure, it's a sign on the door on the window. I get it. Uh, that's Those are definites. But it's also, do you have a ripped up smock, right? Does a smock have your name of your salon on it or the name of your daycare on it? Or, you know, uh, those are those are all, would you agree or disagree? Those are all parts of the branding mix I think it is very much and I think it also speaks to why it's worthy to invest in working with someone that can help you explore all of that and then eventually put something together that's going to be completely cohesive because once done and once in place your business will really take off and it's something you don't really have to think about anymore it's something you do it's something you live it's something you breathe and your audience will see that and they're going to buy into it yeah, I totally agree. Just a real quick reminder to the uh, Hey Joe listener audience out there. We're talking to uh, Monica Savios, and uh, she is the uh, owner at Sniff Design. So you can check out her work. She's got a great portfolio and a great story to tell uh, on, uh, on the internet at uh, sniffdesign.com. So uh, I encourage you, of course, don't do this if you're driving. I've told you this before. Pull over. Uh, uh, whatever, uh, check it out when you get home or when you get to the salon or whatever, uh, but check out sniffdesign.com. So when we talk about, uh, branding, uh, how does that differ necessarily from like graphic design? So graphic design is like a component of branding. So it's like a piece of it, if you will. And branding, it, it's built on and from the branding that has been done. So it's yet another way to visually convey one's brand. It's uh, your visual cues. And your graphic designer or creative service of choice can help to guard your overall identity by uh, taking care to make sure each of you know, your branding elements are kept intact. Again, things like colors, the fonts, AKA the typography and the logo and more. So it's a way to to extend that in keeping things consistent. So a good example of a graphic design item would be like business cards or a poster or a signage. 
stickers, which are super fun, social media graphics, print ads, and then online ads even. Mm. So I think the line we're trying to draw there, if I'm tracking with you, is that just because maybe, uh, you know, Cousin Johnny is a graphic designer doesn't necessarily mean that you have a brand. The graphic designer is somebody that might be able to create some of those things and, and definitely necessary, but it's not necessarily the brand. And see, that's where Sniff Design, where I've been impressed by Sniff Design and you, Monica, and your team, is that you recognize that that's just a piece, but it's, 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 like, it's like one chapter out of a book. And without the other chapters, it may not have any context. So you're kind of leaving it up to somebody else's imagination maybe to fill in around the blanks. Um, that's kind of, you know, what I see it. And when I, when I think about brand, um, I, I, and I've asked this before, you know, I do lots of presentations all over the country, all over the, I've been invited various different places around the world even. And when I ask people about marketing and branding, when I ask them about branding, I say, well, do you have a brand or what is your brand? And they say, well, I don't have one or no, I don't, I don't do any branding. And I wish every time I did that, that I remembered to bring a mirror with me. And, um, you know, I, I always say you do, you just may not know you have one because your customers know you have one. Your customers have made some assumptions as to what your brand is. Yeah. The very first place to do is look in the mirror. You know, um, you know, how are you representing yourself? How are you, are you seeing things through customers' eyes? Uh, those types of things. So I always say, you know, uh, a, a brand mirror, right? What is your reflection? And, and what is it saying? And sometimes, would you agree? Sometimes we're just too close to it to see what our kind of uh, uh, accidental brand might be. Or even sometimes our purposeful brand. Sometimes, heck, you could hire somebody to spend tens of thousands of dollars and the brand doesn't necessarily reflect who you really are. Yeah, that's the good thing about uh, working with a professional is you have a new set of eyes, a new perspective. Mm -hmm. Somebody who can offer, um, they're, they're the outside looking in. And so they can really help you with you know, exploring if you need to either establish a brand or if you need to rebrand entirely. And so it's, um, and they're trained for that. They're trained to see what you possibly cannot see or understand. And they're going to just, uh, I, you know, most people that are designers and branders, we love what we do. We're very passionate and we are going to give you our very best. So it would be a really, um, I think a really good asset for you and know that you are going to be powered through. So. Okay. So let's talk about a couple of those pieces. So, you know, uh, uh, during our show prep, I, I asked you for some of the most common questions that maybe you get asked. And one that kind of struck me, I'm like, Ooh, we got to put that in the podcast, which is if I start with just getting a custom logo, is that enough? Or do I, do I need to kind of like lean all in? And I think maybe where that's coming from is all of a sudden in the back of their mind, they're saying, Oh gosh, if I lean all the way in, that's probably more than I can afford. So how do you, how do you help people along kind of hold their hand through? Is it just a logo? Is it that they have to go all in? You know, if, if a logo is just part of it. A logo is usually just part of it. So we definitely work with people that are just, you know, very gun shy and they're like, I think I just want to proceed with the logo. I'm still happy they're there because that is a good start. It's a good way to go. Hopefully it will inspire them to come back at a later date and say, you know what, because of this logo, I have had more business, I have had more people engage with me, drawn to me, and that's turned into more sales. And then they're ready and then they, at that point, they see the value of what it means to extend that into a full branding um, dynamic. 
And so I say, if you want to start with a logo, go for it. And, and if you want to go for the whole thing, I would go for that too, of course, because it will save you a lot of time, energy, and, and uh, money and effort because you won't have to go back and redo it some years later. So mm. it's, um, I think it's great option for both. And again, no pressure if somebody just wants to just go with a logo and then those who want to do full-fledged branding, they actually, they do really well. I, I see their business double or triple as far as sales because of it. And they tend to grow a lot faster versus than having just a logo. You know, it's okay. kind of cool, but, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't, don't want to step on oh, no. I was just going to say, because it's, it's more cohesive, because they're able to hit the ground with colors, with a more thought out process and how to execute their business. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as you were talking, and I hadn't, I'm surprised I hadn't thought about this before, but we're all familiar with logos. Uh, most of us probably at least went part-time to high school. <laughs> maybe we have some really young listeners and maybe we have some, you know, savants out there that went right into pet care services and skipped high school altogether. But my guess is <laughs> most of us experienced high school and even a, a majority uh, might have even experienced some college. And... I think there's this really cool thing that happens when you have a logo that you can, the business owner, right, can uh, uh, align with and that is kind of a, an extension of them and their personality through a logo about their business is that it gives you kind of this uh, identity that goes beyond your name. And uh, for example, maybe the high school mascot was the, you know, maybe they were the Lions or maybe they were the Spartans or maybe they're, you know, whatever. They Look at NFL football. Well, look at any professional sport for that matter. It gives, it's not about a person. It's about now this, this, this uh, 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 organization or company identity, right? Um, and the more you can align with that, I think there's something that really is magical and freeing that happens when, an individual, you might only be one person. We've got lots of mobile groomers out there who are driving around in some really great rigs. We met with on a podcast episode with John Stockman with Wagon Tails, and man, they create some really great rigs. And uh, but the, the some of the logos on these they're gorgeous, gorgeous vehicles. And you don't see somebody's most of the time, you don't see somebody's face plastered on the side. Right. <laughs> you see right. some really cool image. Now, real estate might be different. I don't know why it plays by a different set of rules, but I guess it does. I'm sure there's some, you would probably school me on why that is, but we're not going to talk about that right now. But so, so beyond logos, what about, what about websites? Is, is it, is it necessary? Does it depend on what service we provide or does it, it shouldn't matter at all what service we provide? What, what did you take on uh, uh, the group out there that's saying, well, should I at least have a website? Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, a quick spin back to what you were talking about for logo design. A lot of things I find myself telling potential clients um, is your logo is the essence of the business. It's not the essay of the business. And that's why it's a visual Ooh. representation of one. I like that. Yeah. I might use that. I'll give you credit, but I might use it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Especially when uh, they are like wanting, okay, I'm a dog groomer. I want to have scissors. I want to have a bath. I want to have my van in there. I want to have this and that and that. And that's usually when I'm like, well, there is such <laughs> too much. And your audience is smart. They know who they're going to. They know why they're there. They know you're probably going to use scissors, right? That's they right. probably know you're going to yes. use uh, shampoo. So do you really need bubbles on top of the dog, the dog's right. head maybe, right? Yes. 
it doesn't need to be so literal. Some of the biggest, most popular brands out there are not literal. Again, think Nike. Do you see a shoe? No. Do you see their clothes? No. You see a swish. Mm -hmm. So the same thing can be applied to one's business for logo design. It is the essence of the business, not the essay of the business. Love that. Okay, cool. Thanks for, thanks for kind of circling back because that was a very important point to make. But now back to websites. Necessary? Not necessary? What are your, what's your take? Very, very, very necessary, especially in the technological age that we're in. It's never been easier for somebody to hop on the internet and look for a business. Most people that I would say 35 years, okay, shoot, 40 years and younger, that is the first place we go to. We're, we're on the internet. We're Googling who, what, when, where, and why. Okay, I need a groomer. Okay, Google, show me a groomer. Um, so it is absolutely vital to have a website. Now, they don't have to be big and fancy. You can have just a small one page, but something that's beautiful and elegant and that, uh, again, it extends your brand and that alone will be very attractive. So five reasons, very short, why it is. So, and as I said, that uh, having a website because it, you're online, it gives you a presence that is online. And it gives you a strategy also to a lot that, you know, you can use to market it even. And then second, it mm. helps you establish credibility as a business. <clears throat> and then third, most people will assume that you have a website because of that, a vast majority of businesses do. <clears throat> and then fourth, the most, it is the most readily available and accessible tool you can have. It is phenomenal. This guy is working for you 24-7, 365. So this means your business can be operational around the clock in terms of being there and being present for your audience. And it displays all this fabulous info about your business. And it just, it's, it's, a, it's a workhorse, it really is. And last, it's just convenient. So anytime from any place can get on and see your site, read more about you. They can be in the comfort of their own living room in their PJs next to their favorite doggy and, you know, checking you out and then showing your website to their dog. Like, look, this is where I'm going to take you. How cool is this? <laughs> well, you know what, though, you're, I'm going to, sir, I want to, I want to hop back in and just for, for 30 seconds, unpack one of those and, and one of those uh, five topics. And, and again, obviously anybody that's listening, uh, go to sniffdesign.com contact Monica directly. She'll go through all of these things for you. So don't feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have a pen handy to write all these things down. Great. Just stay interested and talk to her directly, right? Um, yeah. Or she's going to, you're going to provide some free downloads, right? So we're going to have those up yeah. at paragonpetschool.com. So you can go to the, the, this episode page on the paragonpetschool.com webpage. And some of these downloads are going to be available to you and maybe even some really cool bonuses. So uh, make sure you, you check us out there. But I want to go back to one of the things that you talked about, and that was people expect you to have a website um, and yeah. even, even bigger than that. Mm. If they go to your website and it doesn't function well, or it doesn't look well or where things are supposed to be, they're not just because you think you want to maybe go against, you know, walk upstream and put the little hamburger menu at the bottom right corner. Well, that's not where people look to find that. So remember, you know, creativity can go too far and you put distance in between you and your customer. And then all of a sudden, I have literally ruled out doing business with probably really, really good people because they're 
internet presence is terrible, especially their website. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't function or it's dated or mm-hmm. how about the pictures? Oh my gosh, have somebody else take your picture for you because that's just not working. You know, uh, it's like pictures of food, right? I've never seen anybody take great pictures of food other than like television commercials for, you know, food restaurants. And most of that food is plastic, right? Yeah. So if, if, if you look at it, if you even want to have a, a judge ask your customers, hey, do you like how this picture looks? If it, unless it's like, oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. It's probably not great. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so be careful there. Be selective. So, you know, there's, there's two other things I want to talk about before we run out of time. So uh, I'm going to kind of march us forward. And one is social media. Social media is uh, some people are using it so, so well, right? And, and I'm kind of a social media moron. I've, I've admitted to that on several of our podcasts. Uh, but some people are doing it really, really well. Um, what's your take on social media for the pet services industry? And what guidance or, or words of wisdom do you have for us in that regard? So when I was little, and I think most of you can relate to this, in kindergarten, usually they'd have one day a week where you could bring your favorite toy, uh, your favorite whoopee, and it was called show and tell. I really believe social media to this day is a great example for show and tell, but for adults. And so it's a great show of who you are, your personality, um, again, extension of your branding, but it's a way for you to engage and connect and relate with your audience that's unheard of. It is, for the most part, free. And it's not just locals. I mean, it has a long stretch of being able to um, extend your business and your reach nationally, internationally even. Um, I've had clients that have started new services that helps um, international clientele looking to start their own business or for just business consulting of some sorts because they've been on social media and they've been talking about this is what we do and they, they take great pictures even if it's just on their phone. They just take the time to take a nice picture to showcase their dogs, their grooming efforts before and after as well. So, we have, we have, yeah. each groomer might have eight to 10 opportunities right there to showcase their work. And you know what? Many of us, we just let those go out the door and we don't tell the world about it. We don't, we don't say, look at what I did. I love the show and tell for adults. Uh, that's awesome. But I mean, <laughs> right. So it, yeah. sometimes yeah. we just have to, we, it has to be in our brain. We have to remember to do these things. It doesn't yeah. take a lot of time, but one right. thing that you caution us to is that, our social media should be branded. So what about that Joe Zuccarello page, right? And the Joe Zuccarello, the consultant page on uh, and presence on the, on, on social media. What we got to be careful there, right? So the difference is just uh, not overthinking it. You know, if there's something that you think is potentially embarrassing, don't talk about it. Don't showcase, just don't go there. Really think of it in terms of how do I highlight my business? How do I convey something that is really important regarding the business? So think of it from a perspective of showcasing one's business to an audience, because once it's out there, it's, it's impossible to really take it back. And your personality, believe it or not, it's going to come through. They're going to see it through your pics. They're going to see it with what you write, hashtags that you're using, how your um, 
um, doing call to actions in forms of questions to people, getting them to engage with you, that's going to come through. So the beauty of it is you don't have to overthink of it. Your personality will come through. So don't think about or try too hard in becoming overly personalized. So, well, it, it does, but I guess, I guess the angle I was saying is, listen, listen, you gotta be careful because if let's say you're out partying on a Friday night and, but right. And, and, yes, and yes. not that anybody in our audience does that. You guys are all awesome. I'm sure everybody's totally spit shining professional, but for any of you that might have done that in their past, <laughs> if, if, if either you're doing that currently, which be careful, right. But, yeah. but if you've done it in your past, you have a responsibility to make sure that you're represented as appropriately as possible to the pet parents, because I've seen, I've seen an accidental post uh, where somebody thought they were posting it on their personal page and they posted it on their, I mean, this was like, they just literally walked themselves out in a cross traffic here, but they posted it on their professional page. So, I mean, I've even heard of people saying, listen, you know what, when I decided I was going to have this profession, when I decided I was going to represent myself professionally, I do that every day, all day, no matter where I go. I don't even go to the discount store without the idea that I'm going to run into somebody that I know that's a client. And if I'm dressed inappropriately, I realize now, Joe, that you taught us that's my brand, right? Remember the first time I, I was raised, most of my education, elementary education, I was raised, I went to Catholic grade school, right? The first time I saw a nun at the grocery store, I, I guess maybe I thought up until that point, they weren't even real people. But here she is doing the same thing we were doing. And I was just, I, I remember that really weird feeling like oh, duck out of water, right? Well, she's not supposed to be here. But the same thing can happen with social media if we post the wrong thing on the wrong half of our personality, I guess, right? Yeah. You, so you can think of it as, uh, as uh, life lived out loud. And so in this case, it's going to be your business's life lived out loud. Oh, I How like that. LOL is not li laughing out loud. It's life out loud, right? <laughs> life out loud. Yeah. Life, life out, loud. out loud. See, you're just full of these things, Monica. These are awesome. I can't wait to steal all of these from you. No. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I all right. I'm going to be like, hashtag trademark. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to lock it down because that's your brand, right? That's what you do. <laughs> Um, the last, the, the, the last element I want to talk about on this episode and, and, and that, to the Hey Joe listener audience, I know we're flying through content, but this, I knew exactly what was going to happen when Monica and I got on the phone because as you can tell, I get a little fired up about branding and marketing and image and all of that sort of thing. So building your business through these elements, uh, don't worry, Monica will be back. We'll have plenty of repeat episodes. I'm pretty certain of it. Um, but before we, before we, uh, uh, kind of wrap it up, one of the, one of the, the final things, and, and I think you mentioned this earlier, so you kind of planted the seed, which is business cards. Is that like so 10 minutes ago? <laughs> That's me channeling my, my, my Valley girl, right? Is that, is that like, wait a minute. That's like old fashioned. What's <laughs> your take like, on that? Cause I, know. I think oh, you have a different take on it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there are actually a multitude of reasons and I was just thinking of right now, like not only why those reasons are, but you know, how you can take them and, you know, five ideas right there for turning them into a direct marketing tool for you. So first it is there a go. another download for the, for the uh, Hey Joe listener audience. Yeah. Another checklist, right? That's right. Another and blog post. <laughs> so they deliver your contact info with ease. 
So in other words, it's easy for somebody to take and put in their wallet or their office drawer. Plus it's something tangible to give out. So I think of it as pen and popper instead of pen and paper. So pen and popper. K-W-P-E-R <laughs> still rules because tangible is just that. It's something they can see, they can feel, they can touch. And extra um, bonus tip, um, this is what I've been meaning to do for my business cards, is you can turn them into a scratch and sniff special, if you will. And Oh, uh, for sniff design, you should, right? You can <laughs> for sniff design studio, definitely. Be careful, though. Our business has different smells you might not want to put on. Uh, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always thought it'd be fun to have, like, maybe a little, just to be cheeky, a tushy of a dog, but when they scratch it, it smells like bubble gum, something like that. So, oh boy. Handle. All right, you just lost all credibility, Mike. We're wrapping this up. We're going to, no, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, listen, listen. I love, I love the creativity. That's where all of the cool ideas, that's where all of the cool actual, you know, results come from is just free thinking like that, right? Yeah. An element of crazed too. <laughs> that's okay. We'll take it. So, you know, it's when you talk about business cards, I love how you say, listen, it's an easy way to convey that your information to somebody. Um, you know, uh, a couple of my views on business cards too, if I might add, is that there's so many times that, that I will be handed somebody's business card and it goes in my pocket, right? And uh, uh, at the end of the day, when maybe I'm kind of getting into my comfy Joe, you know, uh, comfy clothes type of thing, guess what I find in my pocket? I find that business card. Now, if that person texted me, their contact information or they emailed me their contact information or at the very worst, they just told it to me, right? Um, I have that reminder. Now I have a second first impression, right? So I have this, this card now. So I have to make a decision. Am I going to keep this card or am I going to throw this card away? Mm -hmm. I still have a decision to make. So I'm either, I'm doing something with that card. Now, yeah, that card might sit on my desk, it might sit on my nightstand, and sometimes it accidentally gets in the wash because I don't pull it out of my pocket, but most of the time, we're naturally gonna check our pockets, we're gonna pull it out, right? So it gives us a second opportunity and a really interesting time in somebody's day, in most, in most regards. So I like that, but you know, I really like it. You ever pull up to the gas station, you pull up to a pump and you're gonna put 30, 50, whatever dollars into your tank, and you look next to you and there's a dog in the car next to you and their pet parent is filling up the tank, well, what are you going to do? You're really going to walk up to them and go, hey, I'm a professional dog groomer. Give me your phone number and I'll text you my contact information. <laughs> They're going to be like, you weirdo, especially when I do it, right? So I mean, you might be able to do it, you know, because maybe better visually on the eyes than I am. I don't know. But get me walking up to somebody and like, or the dog's going to like attack me, right? So um, what a great opportunity to say, hey, listen, I, my shop's right down the street. Why don't you come by? I'll give you, you know, Fido looks awesome. Look at him. He's so cute. I'd love to trim his nails or I'd love to clean his ears or how about just a free bandana? Come talk to me. Right. Yeah. So you just one, hand it out that way. Yeah. Uh, one quick uh, marketing tip for you right now for the audience is um, you, they're very versatile. So why not turn that business card and make it a magnet? So when someone goes through their pockets or they go and they find your um, items sit there in their wallet, they're like, Oh, how cool. Wait a minute. This is a magnet. Boom. Right on the fridge. Yep. So they constantly see you, they're reminded of you, and then the time comes, they're going to be looking for that groomer, they're going to know, oh, I know exactly who to go to. So that can be a really versatile way of utilizing a business card, and again, why? They're still really important. Uh, I will, okay, so business cards to me are, uh, you know, okay, maybe I'm old-fashioned, but they work. So 
a couple of other small tips and then we're going to wrap it up for this particular episode. But very first tip about business cards is don't make them shiny. There's this, there's this coating that we think we've got to put on our business cards to look flashy and look awesome. But you know what doesn't work on there? Pens. You can't write on those. And, and even, even Sharpie markers sometimes will beat up and then, well, then you've got a disaster. Then you've got like somebody's pockets that stain or the clothes or their hands or whatever. Yeah. But don't feel the need to get this shiny coating, this glossy coating on your business cards. Because really, I think you're actually hurting yourself in the long run. Second tip, never hand out just one. Get in the habit. If you're going to hand out a business card, always hand them two. Because you know what? They've got a friend that has a dog. I guarantee you, the person that you're handing your business card to has a friend or a family member, a neighbor, whoever, that has a dog. So always, don't, don't, don't ever, 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 ever hand out one business card. Always hand out two. I promise you, try it. You're going to love it. You know, and, 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 hey, yeah, you're going to go through some more business cards, but they're cheap. So, um, so kind of bringing this all together, Monica, is that obviously we've given the, the Hey Joe listener audience a lot of information. We have mentioned uh, a lot of different components and pieces that make up branding and design and so on and why it's important in websites and business cards, and blah, blah, blah. I want to make sure that the Hey Joe listener audience is reminded that you can go to the paragonpetschool.com website to Monica's episode uh, on the website and you can, she's going to provide us with some really great free downloads uh, of some of these uh, tips and tricks and tools and such. And she might actually throw in a really cool bonus there, uh, but you have to go to the website to find out what that might be. So um, in closing, Monica, I think uh, uh, if you would agree, you use a, a, a term when it comes to affordability. Uh, again, we can't, haven't really talked about the cost of things, but can you wrap us up by saying, giving us examples, use a really cool term, so I'm not going to say your thunder, about <laughs> different budget levels, because I think it's really, which it should be, creative. Yeah, we have a couple of levels. So uh, puppy budgets, we have classic canine, kitten caboodle, um, best of breed, and best in show. So, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I think my audience was tracking with you as to which order that was going. So, so my point, if, if you truly do have, and what caught my attention actually when she said it to me the first time group is that if you have a puppy budget, Monica's not going to turn her nose up at you, right? Sniff, sniff, oh. see what I'm doing there? I'm turning, was that bad? That was terrible. Anyway, um, but you can go to Sniff Design and she's got all kinds of solutions for you no matter what your budget is. So take advantage of that. Monica wants to work with you and as your business grows, so too maybe does your relationship with Monica and, and the team at Sniff Design. So Monica, thank you so much for being part of the Hey Joe podcast today. Um, I know we're going to be, we're, you're going to be a repeat guest. Uh, so, um, but I do want to remind the Hey Joe listener audience out there that if you have a question that you would like for us to find an industry expert for, and, and we can answer those questions on a future podcast episode, it's really easy to do. Uh, to make sure that we know what your question is, go to uh, an email, go to your, your, uh, your, your mail and email us at heyjoequestions at paragonpetschool.com. Uh, or you can go to paragonpetschool.com, the website, and you can email us directly from there. Monica, thank you so much. And I look forward to lots and lots of future conversations. Yes. Well, thank you for having me on here and taking your time to just talk. And I look forward to more. All right. Take care.